So we've all been entrepreneurs for quite a long time now, and we've learned some big lessons along the way. In this episode, we all share three of our own biggest lessons that we've learned from our time being creative entrepreneurs. And amazingly, none of those lessons overlapped, although we did end up agreeing with each other that they were all important. This is episode 37 of the Business of Making podcast. Let's get into it. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hey everyone, it's Jess here and welcome back to the Business of Making podcast for another week. I am here with my partners in education. I was going to say crime, but that's really not true. Uh, Michaela. Hello. And Deborah. Hello. You guys get the full name treatment today for some Ooh. reason. I like it. <laughs> so uh, today we are talking about, well, as we were saying before the show, a philosophical discussion, uh, basically the biggest lessons we've learned about being creative entrepreneurs. And we're being a bit more broad in this episode because we all have a slightly different background. Um, So we wanted to, you know, I think no matter what sort of creative business you do, these are going to be applicable. We haven't told each other what we have written down yet. We've all chosen like three or four things and we're curious to see how much overlap there's going to be. Yeah, I think there's going to be a fair amount of that. But I'm excited to see what you guys are saying. Maybe we should do a round like we go one round yeah, yeah, one at a time. Yeah, one and then two yeah. and then three. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, then we can just all agree it'll be a five-minute-long episode. Like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be great. We might have some more robust discussion. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so before we dive into that, I just want to give a shout out to one of our wonderful platinum patrons over on Patreon. And this is the lovely Shannon Cornish, who I actually know well. I've known her for a while online and um, she makes beautiful, she's like an, she's a properly trained artisan jeweler. She makes beautiful work, her and her team, uh, beautiful gold and silver jewellery, gemstone, like super high quality jewellery and it's absolutely gorgeous. So go check her out over at shannoncornish.com.au and uh, have a look at the beautiful work she creates. Thank you so much, Shannon, for supporting this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. (laughs) Thanks, Shannon. Uh, And thank you to all of our patrons. We're um, we're getting up there now. It's really, I'm actually, it's quite an honour and and, and Mm. a surprise, the amount of people who are actually supporting the show. It's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, guys. We still need more. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, we might break even sometime soon. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not covering costs yet, but hey. <laughs> um, if you do want to be one of those, our co-producers, as we like to call you, uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash T-bomb. So T-B-O-M for the business of making. Uh, and we would absolutely be honoured. Uh, I think our next goal that we're planning on setting up is, so our last goal was 30 and we hit that and our next goal, I think, is 60 we we're going to go for. And when we hit 60, we're going to do another live Q&A session just for our patrons. So 
if you want to, if you want to um, <laughs> interact with our crazy selves live and, and pick our brains, then go over and become one of our patrons. We'd really appreciate it. Okay. So because I'm hosting this episode, I'm just going to go first. I'm in charge um, of this one. So my first thing, and you know, this is weird. It was kind of, this was really easy and really hard at the same time because there are so many lessons I'm like, which ones am I going to share? So I had to kind of go with kind of top level, like really broad, big lessons. So that's what I've gone with. And the first one is things will always take longer than you think they will. That's a good one. one. And I think that's really applicable right now because as we're recording this, we're still in the midst of (laughs) a big project, let's say. Um, And even though we know this, I've been self-employed for nine years now and I know this and it still catches me out sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I just launched my new site. It was meant to be a three-month project. It was like seven. Like, <laughs> and I've been doing that for 10 years as well. Like, it's just, you know, it will take longer. That's a great one. Yeah. If you have kids, it takes four times longer than that. <laughs> even, so, you know, <laughs> always takes longer. I feel like it's interesting, though, because I think I've actually gone the other way now where I just estimate everything's going to take me a year instead of a month. And it's actually a hard place to be in because then I extend my deadlines too far Mm. and I need to bring them back to hold myself accountable a bit more. So yeah, it's tricky to figure out like, you know, how stuff, how, yeah, how how long (laughs) stuff is going to take. I think that's a really good point though, because you're like, okay, well you have to make those estimates. You have to set goals and deadlines for things. Otherwise nothing ever gets done. Mm. Uh, And look, let's be honest. We've all set goals and deadlines that haven't ever gotten done because something else has come up or whatever. And you know, it happens to the best of us, but you, yeah, you have to find that sort of that spot between this is long enough and this is too long because if you leave it for too long, it's just, it never gets done. Mm-hmm. I think one yeah. way around that is actually to break things down. Like mm-hmm. sure you I might agree. have a big goal, but you need to break it down into like projects within that goal and set dates for those rather than setting just a date for the big one. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I was talking about this to my uni students yesterday. I said, set, set some goals and then uh, write some tasks. And they were writing tasks as like design a logo. I'm like, that's not a task. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole project in itself. Yeah. <laughs> like break it down like do the research look at this look at that choose so, my colors choose my exactly font. exactly like really and i don't think people do that enough like break mm. breaking stuff down into mm. those bite-sized chunks and being really super specific i was actually tangent uh looking at a productivity thing yesterday or the day before and it was saying basically exactly the same thing like if you're wanting to say for example clean off your desk don't set clean off my desk as the goal or the task you set uh, you know, go through all the notepads on my desk and put them back on the shelf. And then, you know, that's one task that you can tick off and then you can move on to the next thing. So, yeah, breaking it down, which was not your tip, but I think that's also a good one. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sub-tip of my tip. No, but I think it's nice for everyone to hear as well that even with experience and having done that for a long time, we have this issue too. Like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. less often, but we also have this issue. So when you're big, like, because I have so many people beating themselves up, like just going, oh, I'm so slow and nothing is making progress. And it's like, well, you know, actually everyone kind of eats. Like whenever yeah, we're happy with how fast things are going. Oh, no. Very normal. Yeah, yeah cool. it really is. So, what's yeah. Your, sorry, what's your number one, Deb? Oh, my number one is, wait, I've written it down, so I'm just going to grab my notebook so I can read it. Actually, it's just notes. So uh, it says, effort isn't proportionate to results. 
So you need to commit to the work, but you can't get attached to the outcome because oh, that's yeah, great. I've learned that. I'm still learning that. I mean, I think I have to remind myself. I sort of, I'm giving that tip to myself. It's like, I think it's very important that and to understand that you can work as hard as you want. Nothing is owed to you because of it. Like it's not because mm-hmm. you worked your ass off the last year that suddenly your cells are going to pick up. I um, have another analogy about this. Ana- is analogy uh-oh. the right word? Have we decided whether it's an analogy or a metaphor. Yet? No, it's neither. No, it's an <laughs> anecdote. I have an anecdote. Ah. About um, uh, because I just failed a bunch of students because that's what I do when they're not good enough and they don't do their work. And <laughs> a bunch of them have come back and complained and said, but I worked really hard. And I'm like, well, that's unlucky because it still wasn't a past grade. So it's yeah. really interesting that uh, that mindset of people going, I'm, I'm, but I'm working really hard. Like I tried really hard. It's like, you yeah. still do it, right? So <laughs> unlucky. But uh, yeah, totally applies to. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard one to really understand because I think mm-hmm. I've heard that ma- like many times before I actually understood it and applied it to myself because it's hard because you're like, what do you mean? Like I worked so hard. I did all of the things that I'm being told I need to do and I'm still not seeing the results and that's unfair. And it's like, well, there is something that you're not doing right. You're working harder, but not smarter. There's something that's mm-hmm. wrong. And in the at the end of the day, if you're going to survive this entrepreneurship journey, it's like you really have to commit to the work. You have to do it, mm-hmm. um, but you have to love it because that's all you, you know that you have. Like the results aren't guaranteed. You have yeah. to have actual work. Yeah. showing up for your business. For sure. I think that's a really, really good one. And I think, I don't know, there's, you know, there's all these stories flying around about how millennials are so useless and we get trophies for, you know, participation and all that sort of stuff. And I am still, still technically a millennial. Can I just say that? I'm like the very first year. <laughs> I'm actually what's called an Xennial. We're like the bridge generation between Generation X and X. I've never heard that before. Xennial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you guys are definitely millennials though. So I think people forget yeah. that millennials now are like in our thirties. Yeah, millennials. But there's that sort of whole idea that, you know, you should get rewarded just for participating or for just trying. And that's not how the real world works. Mm. It's really yeah. not. Yeah. You, you can try all you want and you can, you know, do the work. But as you said, Deb, that does not guarantee results in, it, in anything in life. And mm. it, well, eh, I guess maybe if you work out and... <laughs> You might lose weight, but you know, there are some ways that you will get results, but it might not be what you expected ever. Yeah. It's so uh, relatable to the handmade world because so many Mm. people think, oh, I, I, you know, I built my website so people will come. Nope. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. And it's the same thing, right? It's, yeah, it's, there's so much more to it. It's a working machine with lots of different parts. You can't just do Mm -hmm. one thing and expect it to all work out. Yeah. And I think what you said, Deb, about loving the process Mm. rather than just the outcome is important. Like you've either got to love it or at least not hate it and be willing to commit to it. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, because that makes those uh, moments where you're like, oh, that's not the result I expected a little bit easier because at mm. least you've enjoyed the process of making that happen. Because mm. um, if not, if all you're here for is like the results, like more sales, more money or whatever it is that you want, this can get really quickly, really disappointing and you're not going to, that's not going to last too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think having the mindset of experimentation, like, is, a, is really important as well. Like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Let's All right, not Mick. go too fat, down too far that road because that might be one of my points later. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> What's your first one? So my first one is, again, looking at my notes, as Deb mentioned, um, I 
think I would have liked the advice in my past to be more realistic in terms of what I could legitimately do or make or create to bring in the income that I needed to. Mm-hmm. That's probably not super clear, but um, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, as an example, you know, I knew when I opened the hub, um, I knew that I needed a certain amount of money to pay the rent and all that kind of thing. So, I did my due diligence and I've created a spreadsheet. I'm like, well, this is how I'm going to make all the money. And the amount of work that was in there was like four, four full time jobs. Like, it was <laughs> no, no one person could ever do that amount of work that I'd put in that spreadsheet. And it just wasn't realistic. And yeah, it would have been good to, <laughs> like, think that through a little bit more perhaps beforehand yeah but I mean I that's I think that's tricky because you don't know if you don't know right Mm. but maybe getting some more advice from mentors or other people would have been good but because we're in this handmade space no one really understands like much about it so like going to my accountant she just saw that I'd done all these spreadsheets she's like yep cool that looks good like you know yeah yeah but that's a great tip very applicable to makers as well because I I think I've done a video called reality checking your prices and it's kind Mm -hmm. of that it's like okay well how much money do you want to make like what's your goal and then how many sales does that mean you need to make at that price Mm -hmm. profit that's in that price so you can work out if yeah, if you can even do that in a way. Yeah, because and most people do that, and then they go, "Oh my god, I would need to be creating twenty-five like things every day." Yeah, and that's not mentioning marketing or for me to reach that goal. So, and then you know, it's actually not realistic. Like, it can't. It's not mm. a a good goal. It's not a goal mm. at all. It's it's crazy. I have a post about this also. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. because it's so important. I think because we've all noticed it, and it's like people come to you, and you're like, "Wait a second, you're not charging enough to actually reach any kind of goal that's yeah. really sustainable for you, your family, and your yeah. lifestyle, or whatever it is that you want to do." And it's a simple calculation, like yeah. to just, you know, just to get an idea of what you need to be doing. Yeah. Again, of course, it's not taking into account expenses and all that kind of thing, but it's to give you that initial idea of like, oh yeah, no, I can't physically make 25 products in a day. And, yeah. you know, for my own spreadsheet that I made, no, I can't market and launch <laughs> 20 of these boxes a month plus also sell retail plus also do this plus also do that plus do it yeah. blah, blah, blah. So yeah. Yeah. I, um, I teach in, in my setup shop course, one of the early lessons covers that particular calculation yeah. and the amount of people who just go, Oh my God. Yeah. I think we what? all do. It's I've never thought of that. The, like first points yeah, that you need to cover. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's get real for a second and like have a little bit of a money plan because yeah. Yeah. Great tip. Yeah. Oh, it's back to me. Um, <laughs> number two. Number two. My second tip, there's always more that you could be doing. So prioritize the things that will actually make you money and Mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up when you're not getting everything done that you wish you could do on your wish list. There's there's a wish list of all of the millions of billions of business tasks you would like to do at some stage. And I think sometimes people get overwhelmed by that and feel like they're failing because they're not doing all of those things. Yeah. So you just have to, you have to look at that and go, okay, there's always more I could be doing. So let's pick the things that will make me the most money in the shortest amount of time if I can, if I know what those are, if I can make that decision. Um, and, and don't beat yourself yet. Yeah, don't beat yourself up that you can't do everything because nobody can. It's impossible. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. It will literally never end, the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. I feel like you're speaking directly to me right now because I have this leap of like 
in asana of things that I want to do. And I'm always yeah. looking at it going, oh, I can't believe I haven't started this thing yet because I know this would be so great if I could do it. But then it's like, well, it's not on my priority list. And it's just, yeah. it's always, there's always good. And every time I take something off this list and turn it into an actual project, boom, three more go onto the wish yes. list. You know, like it's just, yes. as I said, it just never, never ends. So what's like for me writing a book? That's one thing that's mm. on my Gee, I'd really love to do that one day list. And it just has not happened because I haven't made it a priority. That's the honest truth. It hasn't happened because I haven't made it a priority. Yeah. It's priorities for sure. Yeah. I think, um, what's the, is it Eisenhower's Matrix something? Oh, you mean the Covey, like the Covey one as well? So the um, uh, urgent and important tasks? Yes. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, talking about that in my class just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love that. It's very useful. It's very useful. Is it urgent or is it not urgent? Is it important? Is it not important? And we get stuck in that lower right hand box of the not urgent and not important. It's all the busy tasks. I think that's a trap because as you're saying, just when you have all your business tasks that you need to do, we get so trapped in that particular area doing all these busy tasks. We've got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. And we're not following the money. Mm, What's going to actually make you revenue? And it's yeah. not, you know, whatever's in that box that it's not urgent and not important. Yeah, I actually use that almost every day, that little, I'll just draw that in my notebook, mm. especially when I feel like if I open a sana, which is where what I used to have all my tasks, if there's that many that day that I'm looking at it going, realistically, I'm not getting all of that done today, I'll quickly do a little, you know, cross so that I've got those four little boxes and put in all these tags in like, what's the tax? No, <laughs> tax, but tax, tax is one of my tasks at the moment. <laughs> Oh my God. And a financial year delirium, um, to decide what that day, what should I actually be working on? What's urgent, but not important and all of that good stuff. Um, we'll put that, we'll put either a picture of, well, put a pic, let's just say, we'll put a picture of that matrix in the show notes Mm. of this episode. Um, and this episode is episode number 37. So if you go to our website and just look for episode number 37, you will be able to see that. I'm sure most of you are probably familiar with it anyway. It's pretty well known in time management circles if you've ever read um the seven habits of highly effective people you've seen it and i recommend that book my dad gave it to me when i was 18 and it was very good wow i couldn't couldn't get into it really oh man i've read it a few times Mm, i could i just couldn't it just seemed really a bit too dry for my brain (laughs) but maybe an audiobook would be better for me yeah you like audiobooks that sort of stuff works for me i like real logical Um, So, yeah, about this, there was something else I wanted to say about this. There's always more you could be doing. Yeah, prioritise, don't be self-up. I can't remember. I'll come back to it if I remember. (laughs) I think it was just the work is never done. Like just accept that when you have, oh, this is what it was. Accept the work is never done and put limits around your working hours. And I am looking at you, Deb, right now. Because I know you've had a real crazy few weeks of lots of work. Um, You know, you have to prioritise and say, okay, well, these things have to be done in this period of time. Mm. (laughs) And uh, basically you just, you have to give yourself boundaries around your work time Mm. or you will literally work all the time. Yeah, yeah, all the time. So what's your number two, Deb? Uh, my number two is the beauty of repairing rather than over-consuming. Oh. And it is because I feel um, we tend to go, oh, that's not working, try something different. And there's good in that as well, and I'm sure one oh of you. Oh, my God. Yeah. You are so but, right. I, I just I didn't understand what you meant, and then I just got I'm like, oh, my God, I need to learn that right now. Yeah, yeah not repairing, guys. Like, if you're on Instagram and it's not working, 
it is not because Instagram is broken and you need to, oh, Instagram isn't working. So I'm just going to start Facebook now because whatever. So like all yeah. the I mean like marketing strategies, hacks, tactics, let's try the new thing. Someone else has got a new webinar with this and that's definitely going to solve my problem. Well, no, let's like go back to basics. What is it that is not working with what you're doing right now? And let's fix that instead. Um, that works always. It's it's just more painful to do. It's not as fun because it's just so so much easier to go to the next tactic. But when you actually go back and fix things that aren't working with with your own processes and marketing channels and all of that, I think it's so much more efficient. Um, so yeah, repairing. There's beauty in it. Uh, you know, like, and it's it's funny because it's so true. Was uh, that's my belief as well in the way we consume goods, just generally in mm. life. Like, you know, it's so sad that we don't like I don't know, just stitch up your socks when there's a hole in it instead of just buying a new packs at Target. Like, you know, and I think I tend to just wear them with the hole in it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was gonna say actually, I just wear them. There's a big hole in it, and that's really uncomfortable in my shoes. I just hope it. I'm the same. Because oh, oh, I don't want to buy new ones all the time and they're really yeah. poor quality. <laughs> but yeah, repairing, so not over consuming. That was my tip number two. I like that. That's really, really good. Mm. Well, my number two is you need to persist, but you also need to know when to pivot or fail or try something new. Mm. Oh, so, That's a good one. Yeah. Like I think it's really important to keep moving and be agile, but just knowing that nothing is actually set in stone. Like if you decide to go one direction, it doesn't mean you have to follow that for the next ever. You can always change your mind. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to start again. You're allowed to change your mind. I don't think that can be said too many times. Mm. Um, Just because you've made a choice to do things one way doesn't mean you always have to do them that way. Mm. Don't get stuck in that trap because it is a trap. Yeah, so I think that's not... um, my first one was definitely a lesson that I needed to learn. I think this, (laughs) this one is more so something that I've just automatically kind of lived by anyway Mm. I didn't need to learn it it's what I've been doing and it works really well and Mm. I see a lot of people who are completely stuck because um, either they're too scared to make the decision in the first place or they're persisting so much that they're digging their business into the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> when they should be pivoting or trying something new. So, can we yeah. all give, I think we probably all have one. Can we all give an example of where we've done this in our own business? Um, I'm happy to start. Yeah. What, for my, my good example is Bespoke Zine, which mm-hmm. Michaela will know about because she used to mm-hmm. help me make it. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, I used to create a little independent magazine called Bespoke, which is for the Australian handmade community. This was in the early 2010, 2011, 2013, somewhere around then. And um, I really enjoyed it. And I think I did like eight or nine and it was like once every quarter or something. And it, but it got to the point, yeah, that's right. It got to the point in mid 2012 that I started to want to do more teaching uh, I wanted to teach more makers and I had to make a decision. I'm like, well, I've got my jewelry business. I've got my magazine. And I talked to Nick and he's like, you cannot have three businesses. That is just <laughs> the amount you already work. You didn't know. I, I'm going to kind of. It sounds like you wanted to be a pair of shoes. Is like, no, that's enough. Got <laughs> to. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I cannot, I cannot spread myself that thin. It's not going to work. So I had to make the decision. I'm like, am I going to give up? this thing, which to be honest, was not very profitable. Like we always broke even or made a little bit of money on it, but not really covering the time I worked on it. Mm. Um, we covered costs and a little bit more maybe. And, or am I going to go in this new direction and do this new thing? And so I made the decision. I sold bespoke, I managed to sell bespoke and yeah, start, create and thrive. And it was the best thing I ever did. 
but it was a hard decision to make because I had to give up something I really was like my baby, you know. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. done about a million pivots. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know what example to give. I've done that a million times. I've started so some many like, businesses that never really turn into a real business because I changed my mind before mm-hmm. I gave it a good go, you know. like mm-hmm. I think it's part of like becoming, like your business becoming what it is too. It's like all yeah. the experiences that you had in the past and that you sort of learn from and then you use them to do something different and new. Mm, totally. Sure. Um, yeah, again, I have a million examples, but I just want to do another little anecdote <laughs> from uh, one of our patrons. Actually, I won't mention her name in Kate because I haven't asked to share this story, but she uh, started with my academy with one business and she pivoted to a different business, which she never even thought she would be interested in. And she's holding on to the old business, but she uh, was asking me for advice whether she should just, she doesn't feel the love for it anymore. So should she like shut it down? And I'm like, well, you can if you want, but you don't have to like shut it down. Like just leave it for a while and you can always come back to it later. There's no like hard and fast rules. You don't have to close something completely. Like I still have from my jewellery business, the website is online somewhere. I can't even remember the the <laughs> because it's like on a subdomain somewhere. But I put so much work into that website. Like I don't want to just let it go. And maybe one day I will come back to it. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Like I'll just... Yes. Yeah. There's no like find it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find it somewhere. It's on my hard drive somewhere as well. Probably it's all HTML, like hard coded. So. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the amount of websites that I used to make in high school and they're all gone now. It's like wow, I really wish yeah. I'd saved them somehow. Yeah. I wish uh, I did. I remember hard coding them. My God, page builder. I was such a breeze now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Maker, are you loving the Business Making Podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to make sure that this show keeps going into the future. You can support us by becoming one of our patrons on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. We have a few different membership levels. You can get things like behind the scenes and extra special content, uh, a link to your business from our website, and even maybe a shout out on the show and more. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support and you can get all the information there about how you can become one of our Maker Mavens insiders and help this show to grow and flourish going forward. Okay, so let's do number three now. Um, This one I think is really important and I think it's, especially important if you haven't started a business yet or you only have like a side hustle at the moment and you are maybe considering going full-time, but it is, you have to be very, 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 very self-motivated. You know, if you are used to being told what to do and when to do it, you will not, and, and you can't function any other way, you will not succeed with a business. You have to have internal motivation and you have to be very self-motivated. So make sure, you know, you, an, an addendum to this is get, ignore what the world tells you about work. Like the world tells you you need to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and be at work by 9 o'clock and you need to work till 5 o'clock and then you need to come home. You need to forget about that and go, okay, well, I'm completely, if you're going to be completely self-employed, what are the rhythms of my life and where will my work best fit into the rhythms of my life? 
So, cause that will help you a lot. Like if you're trying to fight your natural inclinations, you know, if you're an early riser and you're trying to work later or you're, you know, not an early riser and you're trying to be, and you're fighting against those sorts of natural rhythms, uh, or you're trying to fight against the fact that you've got kids and they need to do certain things at certain times that you can't change, or you've got other obligations. You're just going to be constantly feeling like you're falling behind and not actually achieving what you want to achieve. So yeah, realize that you have to be self-motivated and that you have to plan your business, your work time around the rhythms of the life that you have at this point in time. Yeah. They're all like sitting there contemplating. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Is there anything to add to that? <laughs> Pretty true. No, but it's, you know, something that I notice as well with people is like, the self-motivation thing it's also an attitude that you find mm. like there's obviously the time thing yeah that's me but there's also like when something gets a little bit hard there's the people that are like well is someone going to feed me the answer and then there's the mm. people that are like i can work this out and i'm just going to go on yeah. google and i'm going to freaking google it and and work it out and like mm. honestly 99 percent of the time that's enough for you to move to the next step and so that's a part of it as well like if you expect the world to give you all the answers it's just not, you know, you, you, you're going to have issues for sure. Yeah. So yeah, self-motivation, big one. I think we, okay. um, we definitely see that in all of our own communities and I see it with mm. my students as well. Those ones who are diligent enough to go and do extra research, they're the ones that get the HDs, you yeah. know, like. And you have to be willing to do the work do and to be self-directed in your learning. Like mm. we all, you know, all three of us have memberships. We all offer uh, some sort of system to help you guide you through like a handmade business. But even that is not going to solve every problem because you'll come up against little issues along the way that, you know, you, you can get support for and, and stuff like that, but you have to be willing to put in the effort to fix the problem. Yeah. Good, yeah. good point, Deb. Yeah. Um, okay. My next one. I have two because I thought one of them was going to be a duplicate and you guys would have we mentioned it. We haven't duplicated yet. That's amazing. Yeah, but I'm just still going to leave it because I feel like it's a little bit too broad. So I'm going to go off with the, my, my other one. Okay, so this is ask for help and or delegate. Mm-hmm. And that applies to your business and your personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and most importantly, in your personal life, when you're just getting started and you might not be ready to outsource, you need to ask for help. Like there's a point where, especially if you have another job or two or three or kids or just a lot going on, you're going to need to be really clear with your family, with your partners and with your friends and to make sure that you have that support system around you to, yeah, to support you, support system to support you. <laughs> not um, because that's big. I know my business would not be where it is if it wasn't for Nick. Like he doesn't work in it at all, but he's, he's just, my team you know what I mean like he just gets it and he knows and I communicate to him but that's what I had to learn too it's like I have to communicate that I don't want to be the one that has to say on the weekends hey we should do the groceries and we should do this and that because I've already been scheduling and project managing all week and so when I get to the weekend I don't like that I have to do that at home as well so we worked that out and now we actually have a cleaner which at first I was like okay I'm getting a cleaner that feels really uh, bourgeois or whatever. I had, a lot of, um, I had a lot of mindset issues with it because mm-hmm. I was definitely raised, you know, doing the cleaning myself and my mom finds it weird that I have a cleaner. But I do because I don't have time to do that on the weekend. I work so hard during the week and lately I've actually been working weekends too. And if on top of that I add more on my personal life, then I just collapse. Like so, you know, to me the personal and the business is the same. Like I also have an assistant with my business 
um, so, you know, you might be able to afford it or not, but just delegate even a little tiny bit. Sometimes it's just like a job on Upwork, which is like a platform you can go and find someone to help you or freelancer.com or whatever. Just delegate and ask for help um, because you're going to need it. Like you're not a superhero. Mm. Mm. I think that's super, super important, especially about the support thing. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. Like I know a lot of people have families or partners or somebody in their life that doesn't support them or is skeptical. Um, And I know that that's incredibly difficult. Uh, I think all three of us are very lucky in that we have very supportive partners. Mm -hmm. Um, Deb and I both have nicks. (laughs) Yeah, very useful. (laughs) Get yourself a Nick. <laughs> yeah, they're really good. I totally recommend the model. Um, yeah, like, I wonder if we've got, we probably have a different year model. Though. <laughs> mine's a 75 model. Uh, mine's an 84. Oh, yeah, you like me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm the same man. I could not I could not have done this without him, like without yeah. his support and his like just the mental load thing. And I know there's mm. been a lot written about that lately in Australia about the mental load. You know, he takes the mental load of the ha- the home. Like I don't yep. have that mental load. So, but I have the pretty much almost the entire mental load of the business. So there is a little bit of overlap because, you know, he works in the business and I do some stuff around the house mm. occasionally. Um, so occasionally that sounds terrible. I'm like, he does it all day. <laughs> he does most of it. I'll be completely honest. Um, but he doesn't have a job outside of our business. So it's not like, you know, he has his own job on top of that. Mm. So that's just the way we have worked it out as a partnership. The mm. whole thing is one partnership. And so the work is distributed according to us, our skills and strengths. Yeah. Uh, that's how we see it. So, yeah, having that support has been invaluable to me. Yeah, mm. I think it's so, yeah, it's so true. And I get it from J.A., my husband, but also my mum with the kids mm. and also his mum with the kids out our mm. families that live in Canberra, thank God. Um, <laughs> it's so hard if they went here. Um, but, the yeah, the support that they offer us is just so invaluable and, I yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it, especially with working full-time again now too. Like it's mm. just absolutely crazy. So, yeah, having knowing that there's someone that would be able to pick up my kid from school and from daycare, like this afternoon right now, it's five past three. I would normally be picking up my child from school, but my mum mm. is picking him up, taking him to the mall. I'll meet her le- there later. And, yeah, it's just um, amazing. Thanks, mum. I love you. She listened to all that episode. <laughs> you know, I think it's also like a lot of us don't, like when you find yourself like I'm not being supported around me or it's usually because you don't ask and you don't communicate yes. what you need. Like yes. I remember like, having those conversations with me because he has no idea what I'm like. He obviously knows what I'm doing, but, what the work actually is like you know so sometimes i sit down and i go okay look this are what my projects are and this is why this is hard and time consuming at the moment blah 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 and once you explain they're like oh my god i didn't realize this was actually so much at the moment Mm -hmm. let me take that off your plate Mm. so that you know what i mean so it's really a matter of communicating because we're so into the work that we're doing that you forget that others aren't Mm. and they're like oh yeah just deb just working on a business whatever they don't know like you know what you're not telling them they can't guess and it's okay like for you to actually just tell them yeah yeah and i think that's a huge cultural issue as well like people taking on especially women taking on all of that load and not either not being willing to give up control over it. I know that's a big problem for me. Um, I'm fine with giving up control over domestic things because I don't really care about, (laughs) you know, it's never been, I didn't grow up in a household where I was taught that that was my job. Um, Mm. So it's never been something that was a problem for me. 
but I know that some people might feel like it, it's a problem for them to, to give up control over some aspects mm. of life, but you have to be willing to give up mm. 100% control over stuff in order to delegate it. And I know control freaks. Yeah, and it's like really listening. Like that does not make you less of a good wife or a good mum no. or anything for you to say, hey, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore because I'm working on my business instead, you know? So, because there's, there's so much stigma around that where you feel like you have to do it everything and yeah. everything perfectly. And it's just like, no, you don't. Ask for help. You're not a superhero. Mm. And remember not to run your life yeah. around what I call OPP, other people's priorities. Yeah. So many people do that. You, you, you run your life based upon what other people expect you to do uh, and you need to stop that. Stop it. Yeah, totally. I think we could do, honestly, we could do a whole another episode. Yes, of this yes we could. Just yeah. the, support from, the support from somewhere yeah. needs to come from somewhere and a lot of people don't have it and what they can do in that situation. Like it's a whole, whole conversation. Okay. That we Let's do have. that. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, did you have a last one there? Mick? I do. My last one is uh, keep working to clarify your purpose because it's an ongoing process and takes time. I'm however mm. many years in and I'm still like clarifying every sort of three to six months. I'm like, oh, that's what I'm, that's my purpose. Oh, that's, <laughs> what I'm, that's why I'm doing this. You know, that's like because so it, it evolves, but it also, um, yeah, like gains clarity as you keep going and gains refinement and I've lost yes. my way. So important because that's usually something that gets mentioned early in the journey as well. Like mm-hmm. what are what is your mission? You know, like what is your business about? Like what's the values behind it? And a lot of people go like blank. Like yeah. I don't know. I just sell like rings. Like <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not saving the world here. Yeah. Like it's fine because that's going to get refined, you know, like yeah. and then eventually you kind of find you fit a bit more with that. Yep, yeah, totally. Is it, didn't we talk about this in another episode? It's like the why thing. You just keep asking why about every single yeah, question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Down. I think that's really powerful. I can't remember what episode that was. Not me neither. <laughs> it is really powerful, but I think it depends on what stage of business you're in as to how yeah. mm. clear you can actually get that. Mm. Like your, your why, if you're just starting out, might be completely different from two years or five years from now sort of thing. So yeah, I, I think it's important to keep revisiting it and revisiting your goals and revisiting what you're actually trying to achieve and yeah yeah so i can't believe there was no overlap that's no that's actually amazing that's not and no one mentioned self-care that's crazy too (laughs) oh shit (laughs) yeah i kind of did i feel like i kind of did but yeah we didn't we didn't explicitly mention it um no but i think yeah these are yeah that's oriented yeah. It was more business oriented, yeah. And we yeah. do have an uh, we do have an episode about that, and we'll. Do we? I'm sure we've had an episode about like taking care of yourself. Like we yeah, yeah, like the exercisey one. Well, that was the ergonomics type one. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was specifically about self care. Yeah. I'd love to do a full episode on actual like self care yeah. because I have yeah. some opinions. About yes, that. <laughs> I'm sure we would. We will add that to the list of future episodes. Uh, that episode I'm talking about, we will put the link to it in the show notes because none of us can remember what the number is right now, but we will find it and we'll put it in the show notes. So go to thebusinessofmaking.com and look for episode 37. Have a look at the show notes, and they will be there. <laughs> yeah. Or just go listen to all of our episodes. What are you doing? Just go listen to all of them. I guess that it's episode three or four. I think it's, it's pretty early. It's pretty mm. early. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, for being here and listening to us ramble on every week. We absolutely love it. And we love that we're helping you guys at the same time by just, you know, three colleagues slash friends sitting around having a conversation. It's pretty awesome. 
if you enjoyed this episode, we would love it and really appreciate it if you would share it with your community. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories is a really good way of doing it and tag us at the business of making because we'd like to reshare it on our own stories. Uh, share it in the Facebook groups. If you're in like Etsy support Facebook groups or handmade support Facebook groups, can you drop a link in there for us? Just let people know that we exist. The business of making, send them to our website. We got all this free content and you know, we know that we probably uh, help you out and having a few laughs sometimes when things can get a bit stressful. It's a bit fun to have a few laughs. So that's part of our mission as well as to make it a bit fun, this whole business journey. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and again, a very special thanks to our patrons and everyone who's left us a review. So we really appreciate that as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.